Hey, that's good, because I got a couple stories for you guys today. Oh, fuck yeah, story time! Story time! Yeah, but first, hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, <laughs> a Vampire the Masquerade V5 podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... This is a special edition of Blank Bodies, story time edition. Here's uh, another host named John. I am Sarah. <laughs> and once again, we're joined by the lore bot. James. Yeah, so this is actually our Gangrel bonus episode. Yes. We don't know what the hell he's about to talk about. We did not see a script. Nope. Yeah, I, I have the script together on like four sheets of notebook paper. I'm actually looking over his shoulder right now, and it's just incoherent scribbling and pictures. I, I see a few pictographs in there. Is there a crayon drawing over there? I think see? Yeah. I see. I wasn't kidding. That one's a little known. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, apparently the bonus episode this time is a storytelling adventure, which is theming for the Gangrel. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So because we're doing Gangrel, I thought it would be fun to look up a couple different stories that involved exotic pet owners. So I've got like three and a couple short ones to share um, that you Uh-oh. could use to theme like a character around or I just thought were fun. Yeah. We're just gonna, gonna we're gonna jump in it on the... Uh, Things that might go wrong. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of started off mid tier, very light story, and then we'll end with the heavy story. Oh, okay. so, oh. so we're gonna start light and then get to the deep end. Yeah, get a little funner and then oh, so uh, right. very mid tier. We're starting with uh, have you, anyone here been to Vegas? Nope. Yeah. Did you ever go to any of the shows? Uh Did you get to see Siegfried and Roy? I did not see them, but I think I know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so Siegfried and Roy were two uh, magicians, mm-hmm. and uh, they performed at the MGM Grand. But what made them stand out is that they performed all their tricks with exotic animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Siberian tiger. Yeah, um, they had a bunch of them. Yeah. They actually lived with them in their houses. Mm-hmm. So they would do like the standard like cut you in half like magic trick box, but there was a tiger in the box. So they had, did they, were these tigers just loose in their house? I think they had like cages they'd put them up in, just okay. like a kenneled dog, so you know you, what I mean? you create the tiger when you're asleep so it doesn't eat you while you sleep, but I... you let the tiger out while you're watching TV so it can watch like Spoiler. Homeward Bound with you. Yeah. Got Spoiler it. alerts for later. I was scared this was going to be a recreation of the movie Roar. Oh no, that's uh, that's coming up later. Oh, <laughs> okay, bum, strap bum, in. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, they would perform on MGM, huge shows, big light shows, disappearing boxes, that kind of stuff. They'd make tigers appear out of thin air, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, in 2003, Roy was attacked by one of their tigers. For perspective here, all their tricks were done with very large, older white tigers. Mm -hmm. The one that attacked him was a 400-pound white tiger named Manticore. If you name a tiger Manticore, you got to expect some trouble. I was going to say, you already have a white Siberian tiger living in your house. Is that not fantasy enough for you? <laughs> right. I, I just, I'm not saying that's one of the gayest names you can name a tiger, but that's up there. They like, specifically got Siberian tigers. They were going extra. Like, short of nor- naming the cat, like, pot roast, can't get much gayer. I actually didn't look this up, but now I'm curious. Do you know we're Siegfried and Roy a couple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was aware of that because growing up in the Midwest, you know, there's lots of people that for family vacations, apparently the peak luxury vacation in the Midwesterners' eyes is either a cruise or a trip to Vegas. 
So the amount of times I heard like friends of mine's parents be like, well, I mean, I like that tiger show, but you know, them queers is weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God, I don't feel safe, but like, I glad good. You had a good time, I guess. <laughs> Remember folks, Vegas is always safer than the cruise. Mm-hmm. See rape is completely legal and they will do nothing about it. See death, see murder. See you just fall off the boat and be like, well, that. Yeah. See theft. See You're the oceans now. Yeah. Well, if the crew rapes you, they're, they're not going to do anything. Well, look what happened during COVID. They use um, single AC units. And so mm-hmm. um, they become disease vectors. Oh, and wow. it happened a lot of times before COVID. They just had a good job of covering it up. But yeah, so they were performing on stage. Roy claims that he had a stroke and the stroke freaked the tiger out. And so he was just like, ah, kill it. I don't blame the tiger if like the guy I was chilling with suddenly just started shaking. Yeah, so... Wasn't the tiger also underfed? No, actually the tiger was found to be completely not at fault. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't find anything about the tiger being underfed. Um, they had the tiger go stay at a sanctuary for a couple months and was actually returned to them and lived the rest of its life with Siegfried and Roy. I'm yeah, but didn't they... they didn't kill the tiger. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they stop using tigers after that? They stopped performing completely. MGM shuttered the show immediately. Um, I wonder fucking why. Yeah, I mean, they did it for a long time. This happened in 2003, by the way. No, no, so, no. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, they, they specifically requested that the tiger not be hurt. Roy claimed that it was his fault because he had the stroke, which caused him to seize, and the seize scared the tiger. Although, later on, one of their animal handlers came out, and he had a very different story. Uh-huh. Um, he said, I'm wondering if he just got out from under an NDA, or if he had written a book about working with them, or what. Because that's it's really weird that, that he would come out and talk about this in like 20... 11 i think was when his statement came out so way later but um he claims that it was roy's fault that when you lead a tiger you have to give them space so when you're facing them in a different direction or repositioning them instead of just being like grabbing them and moving them like two feet you actually guide them in a full circle and you walk them around and to the new spot Mm -hmm. and what the um animal handler claimed was that roy just kind of grabbed the tiger and pulled it into his body. And the tiger uh, took that as a form of aggression and attacked. And that the seizure was caused by the tiger attack, not a stroke. Not the other way around. Yeah, he got attacked and his heart, he had a stroke because he was being attacked by a 400-pound white tiger. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder fucking So really, why. he came out like best he possibly could have in that situation. Pretty much, He's yeah. Not dead. Yeah, yeah not yeah. dead or dismembered. Just the tiger's like this is I my I don't know now. about the not dismembered. I think he might have lost like a finger or something like I th- I don't remember him actually being like viciously attacked. I remember like Tiger grabbing him and like pulling him off stage essentially. Yeah. I know uh, he, I know he had some like plastic surgery yeah. afterwards, but Yeah, valid. Anyway, yeah, that's not a good example of a gangrel. No, uh, yeah. but it's a it's a good example of a gangrel who got too big for his little sequined britches. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. alternatively, no, no, no. We're looking at this the wrong way. We're assuming the gangrel are the magicians. Better way to do this: one gangrel whose uh, shape change in protean is a Siberian tiger, and he has been ghouling these idiots for years, and this is his cover. He gets a snack. He gets resources, and he just gets to do stage shit all the time. 
if the tiger's the vampire... Well, then why would he have attacked him? Well, the ghoul he guy, hyphy. Yeah, yeah. He, he frenzied in the ghoul guy, hyphy, mm. and he needed to put that ghoul in his fucking place. Well, I was going to say, if there's a gangrel, it would be the animal handler, which is actually really funny. During his statement um, about what he believes actually happened, he, he talked about how the tigers had always lived with the two of them. And how he said that Roy and Manticore had, quote, a diminishing relationship over the years. Uh, I think I remember mm. this this interview because, yeah, there was a lot of like, they should have saw this coming. This one was well, not having his shit. So was Manticore like slowly just like hitting their villain arc or was there some sort of weird like familial like... The, like, the, fuck you, dad. Fuck yeah. you, dad. I'm going to go skateboarding, but I got paws and I'm 400 pounds. I'm going to split this board in half. <laughs> um, from what I read, it seemed like it was kind of somewhere in between. Mm. So um, Tiger was getting older and grumpier old animals. You've had an old, I'm sure most people have been around an old cat that just like will like claw you if you look at it wrong when they hit a certain age. They're just like, I'm done with everyone's bullshit. And uh, there are rumors that Roy was getting tired of doing the show anyway. Yeah, and so, so it just a moment of fuck it trying to pull a tiger over and the old tiger said no yeah they both were getting tired of the mm. shit interesting yeah. all right so my next one is a little more less maulings involved Aww. but uh more violence. any boxing fans I, I have watched a boxing yeah, I've i watched. once dated a lady whose grandfather was a famous mexican boxer oh that's cool that's cool yeah hell yeah he was retired and he's a cool dude he didn't talk very much because he got hit in the head a lot when he was young. Fair. Wait, uh, boxer, not luchador? He was boxer. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought there was a pretty uh, full tradition of boxing within Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I feel like the luchadors also cross both ways where it's like all, where it's wrestling and boxing. I've seen like uh, a little bit of both. I'm not I, aware from what of I know that. of luchadors, they are just like, I'm a fucking luchador and that's all I fucking yeah, do. Yeah, I just, I mm-hmm. fucking, I think they might be They just, live in their mask almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say, maybe luchadors get more attraction in US media because it's very dramatic. Yeah. You know, we like costumes. <laughs> hey, true. I can respect them. <laughs> anyway, boxing. Yeah, go for it. Yes. Boxing. Is it a kangaroo? No, it's uh, Mike Tyson. Oh God! Okay. Okay. So are you okay. saying okay. are you saying Tyson's a gangrel because he bit somebody's ear? Kinda. There is that too. Um, but he also owned two white Siberian tigers. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, buddy. What is is this a Venn diagram of crazy celebrities? <laughs> Did you just find all the people that have ever owned white Siberian tigers? No, but those are very popular. A, is this just a story uh, of the Siberian wait tiger a second. in captivity? Tell well, me this ends in Joe Exotic. Well, this isn't just about his uh, tigers. So oh, okay. there's more to it. Oh my God. But uh, so he did own two tigers um, and he actually bought them in prison. Wait, Wait, he, he was, was in prison? prison? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yes. I, was, I had the same thought. I was like, wait, were the tigers in prison? I mean, they got what a little strange. Ti- <laughs> like, you don't need to put a little shirt on them. No, I wanted... I, I'm sorry. I need to know. I'm like, how <laughs> were the tigers in prison? This is what I need to know. That's what a sanctuary is, kind of. <laughs> like, it's well-meaning. It's, I guess it's more of a mental health facility. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or rehabilitation. You, yeah, but it's like, it's kind of a tiger prison. I'm so sorry, Hunter. Oh, no, it's good. This is so was Tyson episode. in prison? Yeah, so he was okay. in prison. all right, cool. Um, and he was talking to a friend of his who owned a car dealership. He sold cars. Just... And um, someone uh, he knew owed him a bunch of money, and so he was going to rep- repossess that guy's cars, and he's like, I think I'm going to buy some exotic pets with them. So this guy was buying 
exotic pets for himself off his car dealership money, told Mike about it. He goes, you know what? When you get out of prison, I bet you'd look real great with like a white tiger in your Ferrari. So he's so Mike was like, you know what? That would be a fucking flex to leave prison in a Ferrari with two tigers. <laughs> so he went ahead and bought them and he had two tiger cubs waiting for him at home what when he fuck? got out of prison. Just like roll the window down and the fucking Ferrari about to leave prison. Just I was really scared the guy who was like, okay, I owe this dealership a lot of fucking money. I don't have it. What if I give you my tigers as like collateral? I thought that's where this was going for yeah, a second. I'm just like, what? The yeah. fuck? <laughs> LA no, is wild. What I have learned though from this story so far is that if I want a white tiger, I just need to go to like a dealership. I can next time I go to a car dealership, I'm gonna ask if I can get a tiger. Uh, it's not uh, hard to get exotic cats, unfortunately. Like especially in the U.S., like it's it's a problem. State by state, there is no federal ruling as far as I know on animal ownership, other than um, animals that species. that are endangered or um, dangerous to like a massively like poisonous. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's certain snakes that are just illegal to keep as pets in Things the Things you can weaponize, essentially. Yeah. Hi, coming in just like, hey, what can we get you started with today? I would like a large cat. I hear <laughs> that you guys can provide this. <laughs> Where have, are the big kitties? We have a jaguar, but it's <laughs> No, I'm a looking car. for more of a tiger. No, no, I'm mm. looking for a carkle. They're a big, fat, dumbass. What the fuck's They're, a carkle? It's the thing I showed you last night. That, I don't know. I don't remember what that is. I have... Problems. Remember the it has a little bit weird pointy ears through the ball and it was just not graceful. Oh, that thing that looks like a bobcat with like extra pointy anime ears. Yeah, and fat as shit uh, okay. when they're domestic. Yeah. Also, people that are listening to this have no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah, so. I don't know. Either. It's okay. You guys are getting kicked out of the dealership faster than Fed Smoker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta come at him with like, you gotta come at him with like some weird fucking. I gotta be shit. in the process of filling out loan paperwork. Yeah. And that's when I pull it out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. by the way, can we get a tiger too? This prank only works if you have a good credit score. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to pull an archer. Just walk in there and just be like, is that an ocelot? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Tyson actually owned those tigers for 14 years. I would think wow. Tyson's really good at taking care of his like pets. Yeah. I, mean, I, ha- I see that or see him boxing his pets. So honestly, I think the cats would probably love that. <laughs> he actually um, bought the house next to his and used it as a like a tiger sanctuary. Aww. So he lived in his own home, and the neighbor's house was just where the two tigers lived. Now, did they? Did he convert the house, or mm-hmm. did he just let them fucking convert it on their own? That would have been fun. I'm sure they converted it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's cats. They're gonna convert that. Well, house. no, no, no. I'm hoping he put some work in instead of just like. The worst fucking like, okay, I'm 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 down, I'm desperate on my luck, I need to make some money. I'm gonna go to this rich neighborhood and I'm gonna break into this house, breaks into that house and be like, Oh no, it all went wrong. Yeah. Uh, Do your research before you break into a house. Yep, case it. Don't break into a house, guys. We don't promote breaking into houses. Look, in VTM, you're gonna do a breaking and entering at some point. I would yes. recommend if you are a smart ST, if your players don't case the place before they do it. Put a tiger. Put in. a tiger in there. Fuck them. Yeah, or a cougar. Yeah, or even just big, big dogs. A couple yeah. of them. Yeah, a mastiff. Just a fucking like Irish wolfhound. Mm-hmm. Something. A yeah. wolf. Fuck it, man. Get weird with it. Yeah. Um. Actually, what's really funny is you know who was one more house down? Hmm. Wayne Newton and his horses. 
<laughs> oh, oh god no. wait oh no so nothing ever happened oh, but god. mike said that the tigers would just sit and stare at those horses like all day long it's like yeah they could probably smell the barn too uh-huh. oh my god oh god that must have been the best cat tv for them right? it must have been like or it's like someone just you're sitting on one side of a screen and then they're having like the most delicious buffet dinner on the other side of the screen mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're hungry. Have you ever, like, you know that thing that cats do when they're, like, sitting in the window and they're watching, like, bird TV? Mm-hmm. And they get that little, like, kitty, kitty, little kitty chitters? Mm-hmm. Do tigers do that? I don't know. I don't know if big tigers hunt birds as much, so I don't well, know if they I need mean, to. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying, like, the, the equivalent of that would be the tigers sitting on the palatial estate that Mike Tyson was kind enough to give them. And they're looking across the vista and there's just fucking horses. Do they go kick it? I, the tiger equivalent, probably. Yeah. Tiger experts, reach yes. out to us at blankbodies at gmail.com. Let us know. Do tigers kick, 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 kick when they're excited about food? Inquiring community members want like, to know. We're, it's we're fleshing out the role play world and we need to know these things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need. Hunter, do I'm you, so sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, that is a good thing. Let's be real. If we know that, that's how an ST scares the shit out of somebody with a wits, uh, wits awareness role. They're just like, you hear kick, kick, kick. You rolled at least three successes. That's a very deeper, louder kick, kick, kick than you are. That would be scary if it was like a Sabat pack and there was like Sabat gang girl and they're doing like tiger kick, kick, kick. Yeah. That'd yeah. be spooky. Uh-huh. So he ended up uh, getting rid of his tigers. Um, they're getting old and sick and he couldn't care for them. Plus he had recently had kids and decided it'd be better to just send them to a sanctuary where they could be cared for properly and he wouldn't have to worry about the tigers eating his children. Fuck it, so. man. Grow up strong. I, I, I'm just saying, I appreciate that Mike Tyson is the most responsible big cat owner I have ever fucking heard of. <laughs> where he's like, I got them their own house. Like, I got them set up. Like, everything's good. And yeah. he's like, okay, I got to the point where he's like, okay, I don't have the training to actually take care of these creatures that I care about. Mm-hmm. And also to not endanger my family, I'm going to give them to people who are responsible and can't actually do this. And I'm just like, you know what? Good for you, Mike. Yeah. That's wholesome as shit. Yeah. Reasonable surrendering. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which totally makes sense. It's like, I'm old and I am not as wild as I used to be and I have children. Yeah. I cannot imagine dealing with a cat, a big cat with like dementia. That'd be weird. That'd be fucking awful. Because it's just like, they get spicy. It's like my grandma ended up getting dementia and there were several, she was the nicest, like, sweater, like, make cookies, like, Scottish grandma. And then, like, once the dementia started kicking in really bad, she would, like, throw her knitting at people. <laughs> like, she got real spicy. <laughs> she ever maul anybody? Not that I am aware of. <laughs> like, it just, a couple of times she got real spicy. And, like, knitting needles are, like, not fucking something to joke about. You can stab I, I, with those things. I just imagine your uncle like passing by here too close from behind and just like the claws come out and he's in the hospital. Yeah. Getting stitches. So it's like, I can't imagine. Stab him with the sewing putting, the needle. Yeah. Just taking that energy and then putting it behind a 400 pound tiger. Instead no, of like a 90 pound year old grandma. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, thanks. But that, uh, that wasn't the end of his uh, animal raising. Oh, all right. So then he decided it was time to get into raising pigeons. Hell yeah! Remember this? He, he yeah. may have. Yes. He may have actually started before he got rid of the tigers. I couldn't actually find a date when he first got into that, but um, that kind of led led me down a rabbit hole of like people raising pigeons, mm-hmm. and I did not realize how fucking wild that world oh, is. Oh, it gets crazy. So um, they actually race pigeons, um, and they don't 
race them like on a racetrack or a straight shot. It's they put like a number on them and it's like, all right, you're, we're going from Sydney to Paris. Go. They train them to go to specific spots and then they'll release the pigeons and they all they almost always turn up. And then the winner is the pigeon who arrives first. Mm hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, there's there's a reason why for a certain Macavian NPC that I had made for our Chicago game, I have done so much pigeon research. Yeah. And God forbid any of you run into that. <laughs> oh, we already have, remember? Not as deeply. You got to the point where there's messenger pigeons with like little backpacks. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten to the fancy pigeons yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Those but- aren't fancy pigeons. They have fucking backpacks. No, there's fancy pigeons. Ugh. Yeah, no, they are just- insanely fancy pigeons. So... This is real world, like, not considering, like, revenant or, like, ghouls that can li- live, like, ten times their lo- their expected life. Um, so there are pigeon bloodlines that, that date back to the Crusades. Um, there are um, families in um, India who can trace uh, single bloodlines of pigeons back at least 500 years. Mm-hmm. Like, a venture traces its heritage pigeons are the ventrue of birds uh that the venture are most likely to raise pigeons um people bet insane amounts of money it is the like number one secret sport amongst like blue-blooded wow and get up and adjust my chair okay okay that slid back a little bit but yeah pigeons are actually one of the oldest domesticated animals Mm -hmm. other than like cats and dogs yeah, like all the pigeons you see in the city, they're actually feral. Like they, all pigeons are domesticated animals, and then we, as dickweeds, brought them to cities, and then we're just like, well, and then there's just these poor pigeons just trying to scrape a living, and I always feel bad for city pigeons. I'm just yeah. like, buddy, you're supposed to be inside. That sucks. Yeah, remember, folks, all park pigeons are free pigeons if you can get them. That's that true. reminds me of a picture I saw of a like New York City window cleaner mm-hmm. who was up in a skyscraper and he was just like, yes, pigeons, the peak of evolution. They spend years creating the most perfect nests and it's just a picture of a pigeon aid sitting on a, just an open area of cement way up high in a building. Like several stories. Nooked away. Yeah. It's like, you know, semis are an inch long in the picture, you know, and yeah, it's just sitting there. It's chilling. <laughs> There's like, like a couple of twigs like vaguely in the yeah. circle of uh-huh. the nest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. When I think of Pigeons, I always think of the good feathers from mm. Animaniacs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, so my first thought was like a uh, Nosferatu who was like, I've been around from before the internet. I don't need that to exchange information. You just mm-hmm. got like a wild network of like carrier pigeons. Mm-hmm. Be cool. Yeah, that's kind of what I was running with the, the Malkavian NPC I have, where it's like, well, they have the madness network. But it's like, how the fuck do I talk to people that are not part of the network? I know pigeons. <laughs> Fly, my lovelies. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that also I have also gone down the pigeon rabbit hole, and it's it's you're just like what the fuck, like the the special ops pigeons for military units and like weird bombing pigeons. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so the bombing pigeons were successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just making sure it wasn't like the bombing bats. Well, fifty fifty on the bombing pigeons. Um, there was a um, experiment that they tried to do where they put a pigeon inside of a bomb. And tried to use it like a computer guidance system where they, and that did not work. But if you put like small bombs on a pigeon, that works. That works. You can basically put like a grenade sized payload on a pigeon and it's kind of sad. But 
they tried to put a pigeon inside like a larger shell and have its movement guide the shell. Yeah, they basically had a radar inside of it, and then they're training the pigeon to peck the symbol that they would set for the target, and it would just it was supposed to like reallocate the bomb to like be more of a guidance huh. missile, like in the forties. If any of our community members could even slightly, I don't care how shitty it is, animate a pigeon in a cockpit. I don't care what type of cockpit, just doing something, and then put the Evangelion theme in the background. <laughs> I will lose my fucking mind. Put a cigar in that pigeon's mouth. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> put a paint a sexy pigeon lady on the side of the plane. <laughs> pigeon Shinji, get in the goddamn Mava. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and get in the Ava. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah, the. The amount of Vampire of the Masquerade shenanigans you can do with fucking pigeons is obscene. <laughs> uh, also, the CIA files that have been released recently about the, the bird cameras. Oh, yeah. Have you read any of that? Birds really aren't real. Uh, birds aren't fucking real? Well, there's... Some of them are. Here's the funny thing, right? So the, the, the early in uh, versions of the bird cameras that they had in the 70s for that program, it was basically a reverse pack pack. So it was like a little pack on the front of the bird with like a camera, but it was like a 70s microfilm mm-hmm. camera. So for us who are used to like sleek micro cameras and all that stuff, it's fucking comical. Yeah. Just this like little, this little, but it's on the pigeon. It's huge. Just this big little leather pouch on his front with like a lens. And somehow no one fucking noticed this enough that the CIA considered this a success and continued the program for many fucking years. Hmm. So some birds might be fake. Some birds are fake. Ugh. Confirmed. Some birds are fake. Also, this does. You heard it first here, guys. <laughs> what if the pigeon's just an art student? <laughs> if they're using microfilm nowadays, there's no way. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I imagine if you did the reverse backpack on the pigeon now, it'd be a lot smaller. But at that point, you might as well just use a fucking drone. Yeah. 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 Hunter, so, why are we talking about pigeons? Well, <laughs> I uh, forgot. Yeah. Mike Where's Tyson? the gang girl here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mike Tyson. Got Wait. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so I got one more story. Right. Uh, I believe it was James who asked earlier, but about the legality of owning exotic pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Like I said, it varies by state. And it used to be that the state with the laxest pet rules was Ohio. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I know used to be. Going. Um, until 2011 in a town called Zanesville. <laughs> um, Zanesville. Yeah. So the you sh- y'all motherfuckers should have known some horror movie shit was gonna happen. Go on. Yeah. So um, this was in 2001, um, and the day started with the police starting to get a lot of weird phone calls. And you can go look up a lot of these uh, phone calls online afterwards. But it's just people like with kind of like a Midwest accent being like. Yes, so I was going down uh, Clay Road, and I think I saw, like, a cougar or a tiger. It was was like a big cat. Just, like, all kinds of people calling in, like, just, like, these weird animal sightings. And the police were like, okay, what the fuck? Like, at first, I'm sure they're just like, yeah, you saw a lion. (laughs) Yeah, good prank, bro. But then... um, After the fourth call, and you gotta go, okay, what the fuck? So it turns out that... um, there were lions, tigers, bears, oh my. and wolves Uh-oh. released oh all across this small town um, to the point where they had to like 
closed schools and businesses and everyone was ordered to stay inside for like two to three days while they dealt <laughs> with this. Um, cops ended up putting down oh. 49 large-sized animals in two to three days. That's and they, they tried to trank them, but they tranked a um, lion who would like look like they'd fallen asleep. Um, and when they tried to move him, it just like snapped up and attacked a deputy. <laughs> so at that point, they're just like, all right, we got to put him Wait, down. Yeah, they like, they like ham. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have brought in, you know, the National Guard. They, they might have liked exotic ham better. Mm. Yeah. So what happened? Why'd this happen? Well, they all escaped from... Wait, hold on. Can I have a guess? Yeah. Animal Uprising. It, it, was, it was not an animal farm moment. Oh, okay. Never mind. They were released for the good of society to destroy the boar population. <laughs> to decrease the boar agenda. The boar agenda was not that far north in 2001. The boar agenda has always been here. Huh? They're waiting in the shadows. You ever walking one alone at night and hear a... I'm, and it's, it's 40 the... to 50 feral hogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the Homestuck fandom's not here. Fuck. Oh. But no, they um they actually all escaped from the Muskingum County Animal. Farm. That is the worst name for anything <laughs> I've ever heard. Can we, Muskingum. Can we just throw away right. the entire state of Ohio? <laughs> right. That sounds that, like. Damn. I was gonna say that sounds like one of those candies they sell in like the back of Cracker Barrel that like. One grandpa years like I remember musk and gum, Ugh. and it just like smells like dead pelt. It sounds like <laughs> smells like or tastes like wood. It sounds like the town name I would make up if I was running any kind of like pseudo Western Victorian like fantasy game, and somebody's like, "Oh, we need to pull over to this town," and I just panic, make up the most rednecky like backwoods mining town that's collapsing kind of name where I'm just like, oh, musk and gum, fuck it, that's the name what? of it now. Yep. Was There's that a the saloon, name? a brothel, and like four shacks. That's all that's here. <laughs> was that the name of the town? or was That's the county. That's the county. Ca- okay. So it's, it's Zanesville located yeah. in musk and gum county. Musk and gum county, man, that is a zany place. That's, that's somebody's family like that used to be like, oh, the musk and gums used to own this Zanesville sounds like the kind of town where it's like, ah, yes, this is definitely... Where I am going to be buying a lot of pills. It all, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Big Pharma. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yet again, I'm also like, that. I would have just been like, guys, you should have saw the horror movie coming. Come on, it's on the fucking, like, you can see the little entering Zanesville population of happiest town in America. It'd be like, that was the establishing shot before everything went fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. Zanesville, Ohio is the name of like a Midwest town in an 80s horror movie, but for some reason there's like palm trees in the background because they shot the movie in LA. <laughs> Which, speaking of, if you're from Zanesville, we are doing this in plight ribbing. We are also Midwesterners. We get it. It's mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> um, I lived near a place called Moonsville. That's so much cooler than Zanesville. Oh, what? Yeah. That yeah. Feels well, like- you know what? The coolest thing in the, the entire town was a trailer. <clears throat> with a couple uh with a couple of coke machines outside of it at an intersection the coke machines didn't work they were there for advertising <sighs> on the trailer it was spray painted with an arrow that says soda knock on door yep. that was the most exciting thing in that that's town. how you that's get a- human trafficked Thank well you. the i grew up my hometown's uh mascot was a hot dog that <laughs> explains you so much it does it really does i'm, I'm planning on getting a tattoo of it soon elegant <laughs> His name's Frankie. 
Of course he is. Yep. And it's all because they won a championship um, and the newspaper, like the, I think it was Indianapolis Star, but a big newspaper wrote about like the, they won the championship and they were showboaters. So they called the team a bunch of hot dogs. And so they immediately changed the town basketball team to the Frankfurt hot dogs. That is such a prime example of like Midwest nice. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah, we are the hot dogs. You know, fuck you, yeah, well, we fuck are. you, bud. We got that. <laughs> so why were almost 50 large wild animals released in the middle of fucking Ohio? Well, no, 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 yeah. 50 killed. We don't know if uh, they got yeah. all of them. I, I have some rough numbers, rough numbers in a yeah. second. No. But um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Ohio used to have the most lenient exotic animal ownership laws in the U.S., mm. um, and this case specifically is kind of what closed the loop on that <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. But um, it turns out that uh, the owner of the Muskingum County Animal Farm was a man named Terry. And um, of course. he uh, decided to release 48 animals. Uh, no, he released 50, sorry. Released 50 of them and then shot himself in the head where some of the animals he released ate him. That makes sense now. Didn't he release them because they were coming to, uh, like, take them away? No. Oh, shit. Uh, That was one of the rumors, but I'll get to that at the reasoning. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, he he was partially eaten, and uh, it turned out that he had just gotten out of prison on gun charges, Mm -hmm. and he was being investigated by the ATF. And so a lot of people think that he knew there was, like, a federal investigation into him and just like went out big. Yeah. I mean, that's a way to go out big. You said 2001, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause this was like a few years after like Ruby Ridge and like shit with, uh, Waco and Oklahoma city bombings. There was a lot of paranoia amongst the paramilitary, like right wing that anytime the ATF, any government was coming for them, they were just like the hyphiest motherfuckers. I'm not saying it's good, and I'm not saying it's not a continuing problem, but, like, at the time, I'm like, that seems, being investigated, that seems like a strong reaction, and then if you, like, take that into context, you're like, oh. So that actually, there's a lot that plays into that. So um, he was a Vietnam vet um, who uh, returned back to town, and everyone kind of knew him as a, like, thrill seeker. Mm -hmm. Like, he was known for, like, going hundreds of miles down like country roads on motorcycles and racing boats. There's a rumor in town that the only reason he'd never been arrested was because he could drive his boats and motorcycles faster than the cops in town could (laughs) in cars. Um, Like, well, he got away. But so I guess a ATF agent had come to his gate. Uh, They were asking him some questions. Um, And from what I could tell... He pointed a gun at him and said, yeah, that's a whatever caliber magnum. You'd be dead if I wanted to, you to be. Ooh. Not that I haven't, not that I've killed anyone since I became a civilian. I that's killed a, a lot of people in Vietnam, though. That's a sentence that mm-hmm. you don't say to federal agents. Mm-mm. No. Or anyone. Yeah, so that, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's what got him arrested. Yeah. Um, I mean... If you say that, that se- would do it. if you say that sentence to officers more often, they might kill less people. No, no they will kill that's more people. Validate all the shitty training they've been getting. Don't say that to anybody, unless again it is a 
role-play game that you guys had a consent talk about, and this is part of the story. Outside of that, don't fucking say that sentence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it turns out that he had like 58 animals. Some of them he left in the cages. I think he had some exotic birds that he didn't let loose. Um, He's like, they're just going to die. The two that they didn't, um, the cops didn't um, catch or kill were two monkeys who got like eaten immediately on the property. Um, so wait, they caught the other eight? No, well, the, no, the other six. eight were still caged on his property. Like he still had some exotics that okay, he didn't yeah. release before he shot he himself. Released, uh, 58? No, he had 58. He released 50. The two monkeys got eaten, and then the cops shot or captured the other 48. I believe they shot them all. Okay, but, yeah. Because they tried to capture them, and it just wasn't working. No, 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 you're good. I remember you said they shot, like, 40 of them, and I'm like, there are still, like, eight more left over that I'm like, yeah. where's that? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's a sewer tiger. It's evolved into the sewers. Can we not we, the descent a tiger, please? No. Be, that sounds like an Ohio thing. No, no, no. Thing. That, that's, <laughs> that kind of does, yeah. That, that's alligator the tiger. That's in New York. I... It was in New York. I might, I might just stream that movie. Just be like, no, we're watching Alligator. Why? It's so dumb. I it's fun. It. But yeah, so I, I do have a tangential addition to that for my real life. So when I moved to the States, moved to like this rural part of southern Indiana that was like not terribly far from Monroe Lake. Nobody, I, I'm related to lives there now, so fuck it. But it was an area where there was a lot of hunting and because you're out in the woods and shit... Uh, people with property would just sometimes buy exotic animals. Uh-huh. As you do. And occasionally they would get out. Sometimes they wouldn't report it because they, you know, they didn't want to get in trouble. Mm. So oh there was a couple of times in my life where uh, the news, local newspaper would have like these Bigfoot sightings. And then later on it was just like a big cat or a bear that somebody had just let out. There's like three times in my life as a child that we were forced to stay inside for like a week because somebody had let some sort of exotic animal just loose. And down there, it's like woodsy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there was people hunting constantly. So, and like my least favorite of that was I had an uncle that would hunt and he was like well known in the area for doing hunting. And sometimes he wouldn't like take the deer to get field dressed to like the state, like the deer station where you go get processed. And he would just like leave it hanging in the tree in my backyard early in the morning. It wouldn't fucking say anything to us. So like I would wake up and there'd just be this body wrapped in a tarp, just banging against a tree. And I'm like horrified because I'm like, I'm an American. I've seen horror movies. I'm like, nope. There's a not 0% chance that's a person. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, did my uncle hunt or did we get hate crime? What happened here? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the, the, the exotic animal thing is a problem. <laughs> just, I'm still mad about the, like, somebody released, like, a small black bear and didn't say anything. So for months we were getting these Bigfoot sightings mm. in the local paper and it turned out it was a fucking bear. And I'm just like, what the, what? Y'all were right about this, like, it was cute for months and then just fucking, it was actually, <laughs> I was in danger the whole time. Well, which type of bear was it? It was a little black bear. Oh, I was a child. And if you. I was snack sized. And if you flex your shoulders at them, they'll go, uh, and leave. I don't know. Black bears can fuck you up. They can, but they're the pussies. It's the I mean, brown bears you're, you're going to worry about. If you're fucking with a bear, I would much rather have it to deal with a black bear than a brown bear. But you need to understand, I, at this point in my experience with America, uh, no one had taught me the bear lessons. And I was a child, and I'm like, I am clearly snack-sized. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, I was about to say, if you got like a, a thing of those like, 
uh, snap pops that fucking Hunter's got at the front of the door, you could fucking deal with a black bear. Just throw one of those at him. Uh, and no, go, one, no one taught me that because I was the weird kid with the funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I was being raised in like a town that looked like the setting for Stephen King's It, but it was in Southern Indiana. So it was just fucking weird, like 90s, 50s mm-hmm. the whole time. So Stranger I was just like, things. We had a little bit of that in my hometown. They had a big cat sanctuary. And it was never just like, never bad enough that they had like a curfew or anything like that. But uh, there were a couple times they put out warnings like, if you have dogs, don't let them outside. There's been wolf sightings. There's been cougar sightings in the, I think the worst, weirdest was a mountain lion's. Hmm. But this was like a real sanctuary. Um, I don't Sometimes know shit if... just gets out. Mm-hmm. Cats? They're crafty. Cats can escape almost anything if they really want to, I think. They're crafty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they want to. Um, but yeah, that are my three wild animal stories. I have some extra addendums uh, for stuff to watch. But um, there is a Zanesville documentary. I haven't watched it. Um, there's a lot of rumors around that story. Um, so looking it up was kind of interesting because you get a lot of, and I don't know if the ATF, because it never turned into a full case because he shot himself, I don't know if all their investigation on him was ever released. I haven't watched this doc yet. I really yeah. want to. But uh, I know I've heard a rumor that the reason they were originally investigating him is that they think he was running guns for the cartels. I wouldn't Damn. doubt that. Which is why he had exotic pet money. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll bring it up because it's a fun animal story, and I love it, and it's the one thing that I've considered hunting, because I'm like, oh, that animal would be hunting me back. Uh, does anybody know about Gustav the Crocodile? I think you've told this Is story Is that the, the one that lives like in Africa, that yeah. just doesn't give a fuck? Who well, specifically the- goes out and like hunts people? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about him. Yeah. The, it's the literal Lake Placid movie's based on him, because it's just like literally the, the gator, uh, well, the crocodile survived the purge of the Nile and literally it just pretty much galvanized it to just be like, oh, I need to kill these things. And it just survived. So it's just a giant crocodile that's just like hunts people for sport. Yeah, if you decide it's time to go out, grab yourself a bow and arrow and see what happens. Nah, K-Bar. <laughs> Fight that shit like a real knight. <laughs> You'll lose. Yeah, uh, probably. 100%. Probably, uh. but that's the best tombstone. This cyborg was shredded by a dragon. Yeah. Pretty metal. That's, um, some, that's some Shadowrun shit right there. A couple other ones I wanted to recommend. I know it's really good, but uh, the Werner Herzog documentary, Grizzly Man. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anything with Werner Herzog, honestly. Oh, that yeah. one's just sad because I know that one. Yeah, it's about a guy who would go and live with uh, bears, believe in the summer seasons. Mm-hmm. And when uh, pl- he lived with them like their family, like they had a separate camp. When the planes went to pick them up from the end of their trip him he, yeah he was missing no. and so they had they finally found him inside the tummy of a bear oh. and so it goes into that documentary and a little bit of lost media or haunted uh tapes if you want to put something real fucked up in your game there is a recording there he recorded almost daily his interaction mm-hmm. with the bears and there is a recording of him being eaten by the bears Um, it has only ever been listened to, um, I believe it was like the police who were investigating it and, uh, he left everything he had, I believe to his ex-wife. I haven't seen the documentary in a couple of years, but she's one of the only people who's ever listened to it. And she like listens to it 
on camera with uh, Werner in the room. And just from seeing her reaction, he looks at her and says, you need to burn this. You need to destroy this tape right now. Yeah. Damn. Apparently she put it in a, uh, well, she did something with it. I'll, I won't give away the whole documentary, but that is. She did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's ugh. That's, That's rough. rough. That is a rough hey, day. That is. Yeah. So um, crunch, big crunch. oof, buddy. I got one more real big oof, and then I got some lighter ones. Okay. Uh, this one is not for the squeamish. It is a rough documentary. I haven't watched it myself yet, but it's on my watch list, and I thought it might be worth bringing up. So, uh, the documentary Zoo. Oh. Uh, do you guys know about Zoo? I do. Love it, that. It's the uh, documentary about Mr. Hands, if you know what that is. <laughs> who was the man who got fucked to death by a horse on camera, and then yeah. it became like a shock video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that um that documentary is about him and his group of friends who owned like a private zoo and were um sex and animals doing terrible things that i'm like i'm not saying he deserved it but like i don't feel bad he fucked around he found Uh, out it's like buddy they can't consent what the fuck but yeah, so that that I feel like that's just such a f- weird like cultural touchstone. It yeah. it'd be worth watching, yeah. but I haven't gotten myself around to doing it yet. Yeah, especially if you're a millennial, because that was around the peak of uh, like Gore.com and just the unfiltered internet, and all of us just like mentally scarring each other with the most fucked shit. Yeah, as a mm-hmm. joke, be like, hey, check out this beheading video. Yeah, like this is yeah, just but how you, wouldn't you made say friends. It, but yeah. you wouldn't say it was a beheading yeah. video. You'd be like, look at this crazy shit. Yeah. Don't you just like how the uh, the evolution of that peaked into like, oh, look at the new trailer for the new Marvel movie. And it's just Rickrolled. They're like, oh, we got peaceful finally. Yeah. Um, no, that was going on at the exact same time. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why you would just click stuff because like, oh, it's going to be like a funny animation of a hamster or like a dude doing a bad French accent talking mm-hmm. about bombs or something. Mm-hmm. And then you click it and you're like, oh, that's a hammer in his hand. Why is his penis out? <laughs> yeah, that's yep. how that's how I ended up finding out about like the the uh, one man one ice pick thing because when that was circulating, uh, that that's an actual like real murder. Don't fucking watch that. Yeah. Uh, but when it came out, because there were so many videos like that that were faked, and I had such an interest in like special effects and horror, I got sent that clip so many times by people to like want me to vet it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like. I hate that I have such a reputation about true crime that I'm being sent to this by multiple people in my school and two, I could actually vet it correctly. And I'm just like, guys, this is like a real thing. Like we need, I don't know which cop we need to give this to, but like this is, ah, no. (laughs) What's interesting is a lot of those videos are actually fake. Mm -hmm. And then um, a lot of them were just uh, people who are into body modification Mm -hmm. who are just like, Oh, I know like the extremes I can put my body to yeah. and I can make it look real scary and put it online. Yeah, like there's a lot of like the more infamous ones, I know a lot of those were faked, but then if you go just beyond that, there's mm. a lot of like really fucked videos of just like people doing terrible things to each other in like war zones and mm. just like terrible accidents and shit. So I it's have like I've seen multiple cartel videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I still remember a video of uh the worst beheading by a military man on a Russian where it wasn't even done right. Oof. It was just like they just... I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to like X-rating this because it's yeah. just... <laughs> I was about to say, let's not actually no. go into We're all this. We're not going to get into the 
it, it's really bad. Somebody just put it on. They did it, and I was like, I, I've watched hardcore horror movies, and that's yeah. that's really fucked. Like clearly, the person who did that was just like, I'm just trying to be, make this person in pain, and I'm like, why? Yeah. So if we have any. Uh, older listeners or younger listeners that are like, I don't understand why millennials are the way they are. The zoo documentary might explain some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, uh-huh. So on a lighter note, I got a couple more in a fair Ooh, watch um, nice. that I just thought were interesting. Uh, Sarah mentioned it earlier, Roar. Oh yeah. my God, this movie is fucking insane. I, I'm thinking about putting on our next movie poll or it. night. Um, it was filmed with 150 live lions and tigers that were allowed to roam the set freely the entire time the movie was being filmed, which it took years. There were multiple maulings, including like known Hollywood celebrities at the time who are in it. Yeah, like yeah. one lady got scalped and ended up having to get plastic surgery. Another actress, uh, they were yeah. doing a scene with an elephant and they like the elephant like snapped her leg with its trunk. It's, in the shots in the movie. Yeah, it's it's called it's considered the most dangerous film ever made. Cause oh. it is. The I plot is very now. thin. Yes. Yeah. But it is completely carried by just the sheer teetering almost horror nightmare that the entire film is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like not really supposed to be a horror film, but like it is a horror film. <laughs> yeah. And it's supposed to be like a cute like Swiss Family Robinson, but with lions in Africa, kind like that's the vibe they're trying to do with the seventies hippie stoned out bullshit. But because there's a hundred free roaming lions, it is not. Everyone's terrified at all times. <laughs> yeah. Except like the main actor, I can't remember his name. Like he's chilled. He's like, oh, these lions are great, and then just everybody else is like, <laughs> yeah, they're great. Oh god. Yeah. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just getting the vibes of like Milo and Otis, where they're like, this is supposed to be a kids movie. I'm like, that's a horror movie. Yeah. Actually. That's my next one. And I have some good news for you. Oh, good. That is largely rumor. There's actually no proof that any animals died or were seriously injured on the set of Milo and our Otis. That was just like a rumor kids and people started because they're like, oh, it's a movie about animals. Well, there's also a scene where there's a cat falling off a fucking cliff. I can understand people being like, that cat's dead. That was a kitten, so there's a chance that either A, there was a bag down there, or B, it just hit and just went... Well, part of it, too, is that um, so it's largely a rumor. Like I said, I yeah. watched a video about it not that long ago, and someone actually tried to look into it, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find any proof that any animals, um, and in fact, some of the animals that people claim died were in later television series and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, that's the same cat. Um, yeah. And part of it was because at the time, like now, if you see a dog in a TV show, it'll be like, Barry the dog was played by... Tito the dog, like they, they have names and stuff. Back then, it would just, they would boilerplate put all animals provided by company. Yep. And so when people saw that and they're like, all animals, it and you know, people's rumors going wild. Huh. Hey, as I said, in the realisticness of that scene, just being like, how did that cat survive? I, I have a note about that. I need to, I need to relook this up, but there has been science about uh, this phenomenon where people in high rise apartments. Uh, sometimes your cat is a dumb fuck and will get on the banister and then fall off the balcony. Mm-hmm. And there's a phenomenon where if you're above a certain story level, the cat lives, but it's like like 10 stories. Yeah, you gotta and be pretty people, high. Yeah, and people are just like, how the fuck is the cat like not fucking paced? Because there's like an intermediate, like there's mm-hmm. a low level where cat's fine, intermediate area where the cats are having an emergency rush to the vet. And then above that, 
it's cool, and then above that, it's like not cool again. So there's this weird little yeah, area. there's this weird. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, I, so I I need to look it up. But yeah, there's been actual science research about like the aerodynamics of a falling cat and like what level that they can still just land and be like nailed it. Yeah, they do uh, shit weird shit with their paws when they when they're falling to catch air. Mm-hmm. I would also say maybe it's got to be something similar to like how like drunk people can get into accidents that are like terrible fucking like car shredders and they'll just walk out with just bruises because they're just oh, yeah, fucking just their bodies loose and yeah doesn't resist yeah yeah it's got it's, i think it's got to be something in that vein where they just get to the point where they're like okay i'm good uh, i don't want to know I think- I, i'm not asking this question for the world to answer because that means that we'd have to conduct science and probably lose a lot of cats mm-hmm. but do you think that continues with the pattern it's like good dangerous good dangerous Good, dangerous. I don't know. Good, I, dangerous. Yeah, you're like, where's the highest you can drop a cat? Right, it's yeah. just like, I'm fine. I, right. I maybe we'll say this in the Discord. I vaguely remember this being an episode of Sci Show a few years ago where they talked about this phenomenon. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, if I vaguely remember right, it basically involved a lot of putting cats in wind tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those cats are like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, just like. And the, yeah, they're just recording their like <laughs> movements during a fall and just seeing how they rebalance themselves. Yeah. I think is you, what it was. Huh. You know, there's got to be at least one cat that was vibing with it, who just didn't just even one. try to do anything. He was just like, <laughs> it's, it's almost as good as you can look up <laughs> the scientific body. research for uh, scientists trying to understand how moles dig. Nah. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, us talking about yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. swim. Yeah, because they're just like, how are they so efficient at like digging and. The only way that the scientists could get this work is they needed a soil particulate that had even uh, granules so they could actually like measure the movements like scientifically accurately. Mm-hmm. So they what they would do is they pick up moles and drop them in vats of couscous because the the couscous grains were like scientifically like the same Close size enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. it was statistically insignificant. So yeah, just dropping moles and vats of couscous and just watching them like dig and they're just like oh fuck this is weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> And they posted those videos online, and you just go look at it. It's very cute. Super cute. Spoiler alert, it looks like they're swimming. Yeah. Yeah, they swim. Swim through dirt. I like it. Little dirt mermaids. I love it. Yeah. I actually had a little addendum to the Milo and Otis thing. Oh, God, Um, yeah. So they actually were fully investigated by the American Humane Society and one other group, and both completely cleared the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. It it is safe to watch. I mean, it's... Milo and Otis is vegan friendly. Yeah. I was about to say, still kind of a horror movie. Yeah. E- even without the death, if you watch it, it'd be like, this is... Like, I I enjoyed watching that movie, but I was still like, this doesn't feel like... It's kind of a cannibal holocaust, where, like, the movie came out and a lot of weird rumors started about it, where, like, they actually killed the people in the movie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But none of that ever happened. It was just, like, partially designed to build uh, advertising for the movie itself. Although I don't think the directors did it intentionally, but it, it is like the movie kind of took on a life after the movie. Well, no, I'm also commenting on the movie itself. Yeah. Outside the rumors. Like, it's like, this is... Like, the mud scene, I'm like, that was a little horrifying as a kid. Milo and Otis, much like Cannibal Holocaust, is up to parental discretion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask your parents before you watch Cannibal Holocaust, guys. Yeah, this is like post-1995 children's media, mm-hmm. where the only things you weren't allowed to do were like be naked and Even like show blood. Was, the like, blood definitely no, but the nudity was definitely like a weird... Yeah, because they had a live birth scene from both animals. That's educational. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, just I, I remember a lot of 90s media where they're just like... Yeah, there's just a lot of nudity... 
The 90s were just a lot of nudity. Yeah, and a lot of uncomfortable, weird jokes for kids that, like, you're now watching it going, like, ah, now I get why I'm fucked up. Okay, cool. I get it now. You ever see the movie Powder? I don't think I have. It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, but unfortunately, it was directed by uh, Victor Salva. Oh. Who was the guy who did, um, oh, what are those movies called? The, uh... The one where the bus full of like football players gets attacked by Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Uh, that guy turned out to be a bit of a pederast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we disavow the Jeepers Creepers. Yes. Uh, don't don't watch his films. It, or don't pay to watch his films. Yeah. I won't tell you what you can or can't yeah, watch. Yeah, I was about to say. Pirate that shit. Yeah. Pirate it. But he also did another movie called Powder, which is about a teenage boy who is born as an albino. And for some reason, uh, that gives him magic powers. Um, but there's a lot of weird scenes in it where, like, the basketball players are playing, but then they're, like, sweating and, like, taking their shirts off and, like, dripping sweat on themselves. It's, like, a wholesome family movie with, like, Jeff Goldblum and a couple other recognizable faces. And then there's this weird, like, not actually albino person. It's just a kid they, like, shaved and painted. Oh. And then, like... Um, these like teenage basketball players like softcore porn dripping their own sweat all over themselves and it it's like that that was a vibe in the 90s i feel like (laughs) where it's just like randomly just like gel on the camera like during a basketball scene and they slow it down you're just like huh someone's touching themselves to (laughs) this scene like no it's just boys playing sports that's fine yeah it's just top gun it's fine it's just it's just a volleyball scene what the fuck are you talking about we, we added the, the the most amount of kink that we could to the Addams Family movie without anybody catching it. And then we're surprised that so many people are just like, I'm really into this. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the millennial Venn diagram of you can tell who understood like non-toxic relationships. Because it's just like, oh, the people that are like, I want to be Harley and Joker. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, you didn't get the correct option. The millennials that are like, Gomez and Morticia. I'm like, ah, you, you can figure out the healthy couples. Yes. Oh my gosh. My brain just immediately went to like, I like that Harley Quinn has hyenas and she seems to actually take care of them. Mm-hmm. Cycling back to like the Mike Tyson energy. Where yeah. it's like, th- this is not where those animals are supposed to be, but you're actually taking care of them. So I'm like, they seem to be having a good time. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, I do love in the movie that she just saw the dealer and she's like, I'm going to get these babies out. And the dealer's like, I'm going to sexually harass you. And she's like, I'm going to let those hyenas eat you. Yes. As, as I'm like, good. I, uh, I do think that, Sarah, you kind of touched on something there, though, which for, like, if you are running Gangrel in a game, like, keep in mind, like, you might be able to talk to an animal, but the animal probably still doesn't want to be in the city unless you're, like, catching, like, city rats or something. It's cool to have, like, a pet wolf or something as a character, but, like, Where's that wolf living in Chicago? Yeah. yeah get I, something that, that'll be okay. I don't want to ruin the fantasy elements for people because these games are supposed to be fun, but there's some times where people are like, I'm going to get this really weird exotic pet, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude, but you live in New York City. Where the fuck are you keeping this? Like, how are you affording, like, the food and the care for this? Like, yeah, how have none of your neighbors phoned complain. anybody to bitch about this? <sighs> I've tried to explain this before. <laughs> My gorilla will punch down a penthouse door. I will eat the owner. The gorilla will live in the penthouse. The gorilla also needs to eat several hundred pounds of vegetation every fucking day. I will start a garden in there too. Okay. I, I will hire I will I will ghoul a couple people to build a little like 
fucking greenhouse See, in the penthouse. Yeah. There you go. That's and that's a fun level of story building and world <laughs> building and enrichment that you can add to your game very easily based off the dumbest shenanigans. So that I can have a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> As a ghoul. I honestly thought John was going to start that alpha. This is my emotional support gorilla. <laughs> I mean, that could be a way to get around some of that. Yeah. Just like... I would learn uh, presence. Yeah. And click I would on. make everyone click awe and make them feel bad for me. Um, and say, this is my emotional support gorilla. And then if they kept giving me shit, I'd be like, my emotional support gorilla really doesn't like it when I get upset. You don't want to see me when I'm upset. You wouldn't like it when I'm upset. And then the gorilla will be like, Hulk! And punch the dude. I'll teach the gorilla how to talk. Or <laughs> you could just have them convinced that your gorilla is your grandma who you take care of. Oh. <laughs> just Wait. put a little moo on it and like tiny little like half moon glasses. That's yes. Cool. Wait, you don't have to teach the gorilla to talk. You can get the little like uh, touch pads that they're getting dogs and cats to use. We'd have to or turn it around speak then, and spell. Though. Speak and spell. They, it, he, it could literally have a thing that's just like, Kong smash. <laughs> now I want to watch Monkey Shines. Just, Monkey Shine dad, is... Dad, God. Love dad food. <laughs> the the amount... Oh, God. The end of that movie is so good. So fucking good. Monkey Shine. Is that the is that the one where the guy has the psychic connection yeah. with, like, the little... Capuchin. <laughs> Capuchin monkey. It's the one where the guy is in, like, an accident, I believe. And so his doctor recommends he gets a helper monkey while he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> and then the monkey and him, like, bond. And then it's, the monkey gets jealous... Well, it's not bonding. He is doing a thing to try and um, increase the intelligence of yeah. uh, individuals while using brain fluid. And he injects the monkey and it's like a woman's brain and it gets like smart. And he's like, I'm not going to let him kill the monkeys. This one's getting really smart and I need a service monkey. The monkey's like, yeah. But this and, is my... Yeah, I've my decided person. I want to... I've decided that I am in a romantic relationship with you and I am not telling you this and I am going to kill anyone that tries to get between me and my weirdly romantic relationship with this man in a wheelchair and I am a monkey that is a tenth of its size. I mean, I will give the movie the credit of it's a weirdly disability positive film. Yeah. Like the guy who is in the chair is like a romantic lead. They don't try to like ugly him up or anything. Like he bangs. Yeah. Like they have a whole like softcore romance scene. Yeah. With yeah. the monkey? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. with, with his girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, like he ends up getting in a romantic relationship with the monkey trainer lady. Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, they have a full 80s, like actually very tastefully done sex scene. And I'm just like, you know what? Props to this movie for in the 80s, like, not treating this guy as, like, a weird little, like, oh, look, isn't it quirky that he's disabled? Yeah. I don't think the movie would work if they did that. Yeah, it would not. But, you know, there's a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s where they would have, like, somebody on crutches or somebody in a chair and just, like, that was their personality. It was, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. my name is Wheels and I go fast, but I'm, like, smart with computers, but I can't get lucky for some reason. Oh, like that kid from the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah! Yeah. Speaking of, that's a Stephen King movie. The Burger King Kids Club? No. Monkey, monkey Shine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because again, the, the dude has a shine. Literally, monkey shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a psychic connection with this monkey, and then the monkey's like, I'm going to get that dick. And he's like, no, you're a monkey, and that's weird. And then the monkey takes offense. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entire plot. Somebody needs to sit that monkey down and have a talk about consent. We mm -hmm. do. <laughs> we do. 
we somebody all right somebody get a hold of this monkey's agent reach him out to blankbodies at gmail.com <laughs> We got to interview this monkey. We got to have a conversation. Look, there, that, this that, is why you have an intimacy coordinator on certain uh, productions. <laughs> Maybe we need to not Elon Musk like brain link ourselves to monkeys. All well, right, I would let Elon Musk brain link to a monkey just to see what happened. I mean, that I feel bad for the monkey. Yeah, I would let Joe Rogan brain link to a monkey because <laughs> I think that would just he be him already, living his truth. I was about to say he's already brain linked to a oh, monkey. Oh, that's the. Worst. He's brain linked to Joe Rogan. Ook. <laughs> Ook indeed. Yeah. They smoked one boof together and now they're on the same wavelength. <laughs> well, you guys, did you ever hear about DMT? <laughs> yes. No. No, Joe. I... I've never heard of it. Please talk about it for 40 minutes. I hate that Joe Rogan made DMT like mainstream because the it's amount so of people dumb. that I, I've been in contact with that smoked it and then they just become insufferable for the month afterwards. Uh, some people, it's the rest of their life. But um, <laughs> yeah. I am partially grateful that, like, you know, weed and things are becoming legal and decriminalized. And, like, we're actually training addiction properly and starting to understand, like, how these things can uh, help us, like, whether treating, like mental illness with like mushrooms and LSD and how they can be used as part of like a therapy program and stuff. But also like weed culture has never fallen farther than the second it became legal legal in like two States. Yeah. And I, I, I hate God. I hate it so much. I, no matter what I'll be on Instagram, whether it be the blank bodies, Instagram or my personal one. And they're just like, all right, we're just going to start recommending you reels of dudes, like smoking pure wax constantly. That shit's dumb. The and gentrification just, of like the weed industry is just, just absolutely fucking nightmare fuel. If you want to look at a dystopia, just like a a dude who looks like he eats protein powder but doesn't work it, work out in a Rick and Morty shirt, just with like <laughs> smoking five hundred dollars worth of like dab oil in like thirty seconds through a bong. Like oh. it's probably the quickest way to just make me fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, the world's biggest neck beard and the smallest trolby on top of his head. No, it's you it's that. it's usually the shaved head, but a beard that's like groomed to about here and then wild from the chin down. <laughs> uh Sometimes like one of those giant fitted like caps that were cool in like 2004. Oh, those like flat bill baseball hats that's got like a comic book character logo on it. Yeah, it's like still got the sticker on the bottom of it so you know it's real. See, I always see the ones where it's like the dude in the weed beanie with the long shitty hair and the like unkept goatee kind of neck beardy, but like the stoner neck beard who has like the ropes of weed that's mm-hmm. like three and a half feet long and he hits the whole thing. Yeah. Those are the ones I always say. I never uh, see the flat bill. I dudes. think the ones I get, uh, and I, I blame this just purely based on like my political interactions. I get the really buttoned down, cleaned up like white guys whose parents were hippies. They are not, they're an entrepreneur and they're opening up a shop that specializes only in certain types of sativas. And it's like this very kitschy, like, boutique weed store that they're opening in boulder colorado uh-huh. and it makes me want to throw them through a goddamn wall because i'm just like how many people in your county alone have been incarcerated for running the exact business that you are doing right now 
that you are not supporting or helping. Like they don't have a, oh, hey, I'm running, I'm making this really posh store, but part of my proceeds are going to... Uh, the community. Not, yeah, like fucking uh, like bail bronze programs to help like get the charges off of the people who have been charged for like possession and dealing and shit like that. And it's just like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Last time I went to Michigan to visit the dunes, mm-hmm. I stopped at a dispensary so I could enjoy the dunes at a, in a full and legal way legal way and um it was kind of cool because the the place that i went was very like clean and it, it felt like a north face store yeah. like it was very nice and set up and everything the people were there were very knowledgeable about their product you know blah 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 and then i'm sit, sitting there checking out and i looked down and they had a bunch of business cards for the last prisoner project oh good yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, and good, good, they good. were like i asked i was like oh cool is this like you guys work with these guys and they're like oh yeah so many proceeds of like it was a specific like I'm product out. that they used but you know a certain percentage of whatever they made off of that was going to last prisoner i was like that's dope it'd be cooler if it was the whole fucking store but yeah at least like i know you, you gotta, gotta like, make pay money bills yeah and you gotta make and, money yeah because isn't it um last podcast on the left has uh-huh. a line of like vape weeds that proceeds are going to last person project as well yep yay they're Uh, not in anywhere near us nope you're west coast only right yeah i think so last time it was only california but i i have i don't i don't weed so i don't pay attention but i've i've seen the ad and i'm like you know what good job boys more people need to do that. Well, we are talking about weed and not monkeys, so I think this <laughs> is a time to... We should probably cut like 20 minutes Look, ago. Hemp, yeah. no, hemp and weed is tied into nature, which is something the gang girl do care about. Actually, that'd be kind of an interesting uh, gang girl character. Oh, just like just a weed like, farmer? Yeah, a yes. weed farmer out in like the middle of like Appalachia. Hell like, yeah. I've got this plot of land and I got to defend my weed crop from the werewolves around here. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a pretty cool uh, gang girl. So we forgot to uh, make giveaway characters for this week. So I think we're going to have to do a next, instead of having an off week, we'll do a final, very short episode where we share characters. Gangrel story time. Gangrel story time. I hope you guys enjoyed the little stories I picked out. Um, I tried to not go with the two obvious ones, but... Oh God, I am going to get labeled the gangrel guy because I knew half those stories you were going to talk about. Fuck! Yeah, no, like, I knew all about the Tiger King story before the documentary dropped, so I was, like, surprised everybody else was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I still haven't actually watched that. I I intentionally avoided that for this episode, but, uh... It's not a bad docuseries. Um, It kind of loses the thread of what it starts with in the first episode, but I think that's because the docu-crew was like, okay, we're going to look into, like, exotic animal housing. And then they just got sucked into... <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? This they, they, crazy gay man in Oklahoma. Yeah, they did a, they did a um, like, uh, to make a murderer. They're like, we're just going to film a thing. And then it just fucking got lost in the weeds when they were like, oh, the most extra gay man that owns big cats. Well, this guy's apparently the store... local office and crimes... Yeah, so... <laughs> and that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> Who also did crimes. Mm-hmm. And she in jail now, too? I have no idea. I've not no, I don't think so. There. I think they tried to... I judge. think they've taken away all of her uh, cats. Good. I, she yeah. does not deserve them we either. We could Google it. Last I heard is that she had, like, countersued Joe Exotic and got controlling shares of the zoo that he owned. was the last I heard, but I also, like, not kept up on it. I think she got given his zoo, and they took, or at least took all the animals, and I think he may have kept the property or something. I don't know. But then she got all of her animals taken away. Because I have watched the docuseries, 
she got the animals. Joe did not have the zoo anymore because the weird uh, fucking unicorn hunters, uh, fuckboy, poly people that used kittens to get unicorn girls were the ones that owned the property, owned the animals. Joe doesn't own shit anymore. And, like, they still have the property. But they don't got the animals because, you know, they were like, fuck you. We're taking those. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell... I don't know what happened to that bitch Carol Baskins, but, uh... Ugh, I... I have bigger things to be worried about than some lady exactly. in Florida. <laughs> I have bigger things to carry care about than Florida. Anyway, yeah. thanks thanks for listening. Um, we are all over the place on the internet. Nope. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at blank bodies pod. You can find us on Twitter at blank underscore bodies. Uh, if you have episode ideas feedback uh you want to tell us a poop joke whatever comes to mind you can email us at blankbodies at gmail.com if you got those tiger facts about the the, kit, the kitty chittering yeah yeah, yeah. We, Please, we would like to know i do want to know yeah yeah tell us about throwing cats and uh the chittering and <laughs> yeah also i guess thanks to everybody in the community that participated in the blood sports twitter thing. yeah so yeah. uh that ties into our next thing. So uh, we are on Patreon. Uh, the day this goes up, we are releasing our patron poll to vote on um, who will be going on to the big Twitter blood sports poll. So we're putting up a poll with all the, uh, we're going to knock it down to just the clans that were in the core book. Um, and so they'll pick three of those and those three will go on to the Twitter and then you guys will all get to decide. So if you want to be in that first poll, you can join us over on Patreon. We got a whole bunch of tiers over there from everything from just like a basic like little support tier to a voting tier. You can help pick that things like that. Other episode ideas, we do monthly movies you get a vote on. We have a tier where Sarah will do custom character art for you. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you stick with that one for a full year and she will do a larger drawing in full color. Yes. Um, we also, uh, have some blood on there. There's all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely worth checking out our Patreon if you haven't yet. And a special thank you to everyone who does support us on Patreon. It means a lot to us and it's really encouraging to see all the support we've gotten so far. Also, we're able to maintain the equipment because we've gone through what, like three fucking SD cards at this point? Yeah. Two. <laughs> I mean, they go out about it once a year, but. Yeah. What are you going to do? Technology. 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 They're still trying to fuck with me. Yeah, it's okay. Look, what slot do we have to put the broken SD cards into you to get them fixed? I'm not a fixing unit. Wow, what use are you? I'm look. I'm asking this time. I can't find the manual. That's your fault. It's not my fault. I had it on the library shelf, and now it's gone. I think you hid it from me. I think Skipper took it away, so it's an excuse to just put things in me. Anyway, thanks, Paralyze, yeah, uh, for the theme song. But yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, anyone else got any final we notes? We are professionals. Professionals. <laughs> I am a consummate professional. Uh-huh. I'm go. going to college. <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing part two next week. Hey. I was, I was built for this. All That'll of, be fun. All of the history, that mm-hmm. was not a nightmare for me to dig through and mm-hmm. yeah, sort. I know nothing about that. That'll be interesting. It'll be totally. super interesting. I can't wait to record that episode next that, week. That hasn't been recorded. Yep. That Goodbye. Goodbye. About being vampires that lie about this. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. I love you. Oh. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs>